0: Welcome to the Betting with a Barber's Podcast. Put down, Tiki Barber! Intercepted, taken away by Rondé Barber, Barber and Barber will and all Hosted by former All-Pro NFL stars, Tiki Barber. Tiki with a career-high 213 yards rushing. Rondé Barber. That is an interception, and that's Rondé Barber's end of the season. And featuring Ron Kruk
1: production of greenrollmedia.com the world's premier sports betting podcast network rooted in fabulous las vegas nevada
0: intercepted ron day barber to the pylon touchdown tiki barber
1: and presented by the world famous superbook sports visit superbook.com to get in the action with better odds favorable prices and an expansive betting menu now live in nevada colorado and new jersey sign up today at superbook.com
0: superbook.com NFL kickoff is almost here. Hey, let's
1: dominate today.
0: The Barber twins are buckling up their chin straps and about to take center stage. Let's get the former player perspective on this weekend's NFL betting action with Tiki and Rondé. It's betting with the Barbers. Under center, here's your signal caller, Ron Crook.
1: Welcome to the international version of betting with the Barbers <laughs> powered by Superbook Sports. Ron Kruk with the New York Giants all-time leading rusher, Tiki Barber, and Super Bowl 37 champ with the Tampa Bay Bucs, Rondé Barber. Uh, I guess we start off with Gutentag, Rondé, who was in Germany celebrating the Bucs' big victory over Seattle, now touring Amsterdam. And I guess Ronde, you're still trying to make that German uh, World Cup team. How's it going over there?
2: <laughs> no World Cup soccer for me, man, but we'll get to that later. The reality of the situation is I don't know if I care about football right now. It's oh, soccer season. What? It is like <laughs> time for I mean, first of all, we can't pick it correctly anyways. This is one of those seasons where seriously, Rimmel. I don't know what's going on in the NFL. Because two of the teams I think are the best of the league just, you know, lost. And you know what? One of the teams that I thought was going to lose in Germany, which was the Bucs, <laughs> ended up winning. So I'm just going to focus all my attention on uh, Tyler Adams and Christian Pulisic and uh, oh, wow. Tyler McKenzie and
1: whoever else is playing for the United Nationals. <laughs> oh, Tiki, do you think he's ever coming back?
3: No, I don't think he is. I think he's going to stay <laughs> over there because he can eat and drink and not have to worry about anybody actually knowing him and acting <laughs> and be completely fine.
1: Uh, and he's got the World Cup coming up. Good tease to get us going on this week. But, guys, before we move forward to week 11, I really want to get your takes on a couple of major stories from last week. Uh, first of all, I mean, the game of the year, no doubt about it, between Buffalo, and Minnesota, drama galore, so many twists and turns. I'm still trying to figure out what the heck happened in that game. And then down goes Frazier, undefeated no more. The Eagles lose at home to the uh, Commanders, who came into that game, 11-point underdogs. No, thank you. Piki, give us your thoughts first, my man.
3: Yeah, it was an interesting week in the NFL because teams like Minnesota, who we keep disrespecting, had no business winning against the Buffalo Bills. Mm -hmm. But sometimes to be good, you have to be lucky. And Josh Allen made a mistake and it came back to haunt them. But it's just the nature of the league this year. It's why teams like the Giants and the Jets can be a couple games over 500 at this point. Teams like Minnesota, who statistically, as we hit a couple of weeks ago, aren't blowing the socks off of anybody are actually one of the best teams in the NFC. So that's just parody. And Ronnie mentioned it last week as parody, uh, but its it makes it exciting for teams yeah. like the Giants or the Jets who aren't quite good enough to still believe that the postseason is a real option for them. Well,
2: it feels like nobody is quite good good enough and t- across the entire league. Minnesota's eight and one and the best team in football right now because they just beat the team that was the best team in the AFC, supposedly. So like right. what do what do I what do I call this? Uh I, I haven't come up with a really good name for it yet, but I, I think that the, the the league itself loves where it is. And because every fan on every team, even if you got good four point. wins right now, if yeah. you have four wins right now, you feel pretty good about All I need is one run. I need to make one run of winning games, and I'm going to be in a playoff hunt. The the one thing that I take away from this past week, and it's pretty interesting, is that the Commanders are one win away from having all four East teams, AFC and NFC teams, in the Mm -hmm. playoffs. Think about that.
1: That's That's where we are in the NFL right now. That is insane. And for the second time in three years – the Commanders handed the last unbeaten team their first loss.
0: Go figure!
1: Who <laughs> would have that? thought, man? Uh, great week, uh, crazy week as always. And uh, after the international trip, the Seahawks and the Bucks get this week off, along with the Jaguars and the surging AFC East-leading Dolphins who have won uh, four straight. We get week number 11 rolling with a rare, guys, big game on Thursday Night Football as the AFC South leading Tennessee Titans travel to the frozen tundra of Lambeau Field to face the Green Bay Packers, who really rescued their season when they upset Dallas last week. It will be a semi-frozen tundra kickoff temperatures projected to be around 25 degrees. The 6 and 3 Titans coming off a victory over Denver, there's a real shocker and are tied <laughs> with the New York Giants for the best record against the spread at 7 and 2. Packers 4 and 6 straight up and against the spread, Green Bay snapped that five game losing streak and can they keep it going this week? Opening odds, according to Superbook.com, Green Bay opened as a minus one and a half. Favorite total at 41. Current odds, money is coming in, guys, on Green Bay. They are sitting at minus three right now. Total remains steady at 41. Money line, Green Bay minus 165. And the comeback on Tennessee is plus 145. Tiki, let's start off with you. Who do you like in this one?
3: I hate this game. It's a Thursday night game. There are almost 20 players on the injured list, uh, including both running backs and quarterbacks, and it just feels like it's going to be a disaster. So under, definitely go under. (laughs) These Thursday night games are difficult for that very reason. It's just a short week. Um, But we did see Green Bay last week against the Dallas Cowboys kind of get right Offensively, Christian Watson had a couple of big plays—really three big plays, three touchdowns—that allowed them to come from behind and beat the Dallas Cowboys. So maybe Green Bay's turning that corner, uh, but it's hard to say on a short week how that's going to play itself out for the Tennessee Titans with Derrick Henry banged up and obviously Ryan Tannehill finally getting back. What does the offense kick itself uh, back into into gear? Weather matters, and the frozen tundra in Green Bay. When it's like a calm, nice 60-degree tundra, it's not too intimidating. But when it's cold, as it gets cold out there, it's a different animal, especially for a southern team like the Tennessee Titans.
2: Tiki, I love that you uh, glowingly stated that having Ryan Tannehill back was a plus <laughs> for the Tennessee Titans. It, just tells you, it tells you how bad they have been at quarterback uh, <laughs> even when he was there. And we know that the rookie is not quite ready to go, but when yeah. you're looking at the Tennessee Titans stats and they have one, going into this past week, they have one touchdown to a wide receiver. And then he has two to uh, Westbrook in, in last week and doubles it up. You're like, oh, I feel great about Ryan Tannehill throwing a football. Look, the reality of the Tennessee Titans, and we've talked about them how many times this year? I feel like we, and this is week 11, we've talked about at least five or six times. and it feels like we say the same thing Every single time. Stop Derek Henry, which is easier said than done, and you give yourself a chance. Now, in this game coming up, the one thing that Green Bay does not do well, in fact, they do really poorly. Is stop the run. Joe Barry's defense has given up 140 yards a game. They have the worst p- to run fits in football. Uh, they are a good pass defense, which you know obviously it plays into their favor against a team that throws the you know that has 148 yards passing a game in Tennessee. Uh, but but look, this is a, this you talk. I look at this matchup, and I look at Green Bay, and I say, last week I thought they were going to win. And guess what? They won. I think I called that. I called yes, that. you did. Get I think I called that. Uh, but I'll it's clear. You're right. It's it's pretty clear what Green Bay needs to do. And that is take the ball out of Aaron Rodgers hands more often. They ran the ball with a plum last week, 138 yards on the ground against what we all thought was a pretty good Buffalo uh, or a pretty good team. And they and they in a uh, Dallas team and they found a way to win that football game. So can they do that again? I hope so, because that's what this game's going to be cold. Ugly Tiki mentioned it. Whoever runs the ball best is going to win this football game.
1: All right, guys, who are you going with? You both taking Green Bay on this one?
3: Yeah, I'm going Green Bay, laying point and a half at home. Uh, they're just u- more used to it. And no, it up sounds to,
1: like up that's, to three now, though Tiki. Yeah, still oh, like so, I mean
3: up to three. Started at one and a half, but uh, either way, they're just more used to it. And at some point, Aaron Rodgers has to be Aaron Rodgers. And I think at, you know, 11 games in. It better start clicking at least that, or get back that fifty million per year you're getting. Ooh, I like that. That's like a
2: yeah. like a,
3: that's like a, a backhanded compliment.
2: Exactly. Right
1: exactly. That was smooth.
2: <laughs> I feel like I feel like Aaron has finally giving up a little bit. He was angry last week, right? He was yelling at his coach and doing whatever. But the reality is, his success was in the run game, and I know that he knows that the order for this team to win, they're going to have to continue to do that. And on paper. And I like to look at things on paper because it, it, it when the games are like this and they're close, it kind of gives you an equalizer. And I think Green Bay is a better team on paper. Tennessee's got a bunch of injuries. They are not going to sack Aaron Rodgers six times like they did to your Russell Wilson last week. And I, I see that Green Bay at home. This is this is a this is a win for them. Definitely cover it.
1: I'm going to make it a clean sweep. I like Green Bay. Quick turnaround for both teams. Packers defense, though, just has to stop Henry. As we said, it's not easy. And their run defense is not great at stopping the run. However, uh, I think there will be a loading box, and I think they'll be able to at least slow them down offensively. Mm-hmm. Showed some signs of life last week. You said Aaron Rodgers was mad last week. I think he's been mad all season. Uh, <laughs> I think he'll let, roll that again, and I think they keep the momentum going. And their slim wild card hopes alive I'll take Green Bay. It's never too late to get in on the action at Superbook.com and the Superbook app. Still offering some great odds boosts and some promos, including up to $1,000 bonus when you sign up, make a deposit, and a wager. Get to Superbook.com now for details. Fellas, following their first defeat of the season to a Washington team that was 11-point underdogs, the 8-1 Philadelphia Eagles look to bounce back and start a new win streak when they traveled to Indianapolis to take on the four, five, and one Colts who led by an ESPN analyst and former high school (laughs) coach turned NFL coach, Jeff Saturday, beat the Las Vegas Raiders at home last week. My goodness, Josh McDaniels, really Eagles players are saying, guys, the burden and the stress of that, you know, the undefeated season is now gone they come in with a five and four mark against the spread. And the Colts, who, I mean, this is a crazy season. New coach going back to Matt Ryan. Uh, maybe they sl- saved their slim playoff hopes as well last week. They come in four and six against the spread. We've had some crazy movement in this line mainly due to the loss on Monday night football to Washington on Sunday, superbook.com had the Philadelphia Eagles as minus 10 and a half point favorites. Guys, the over under was at 43 and a half. And now current odds, according to superbook.com Eagles come in as minus six and a half point favorites, the total 44 Quick little note, over in Philly games, coming in 67% of the time, uh, Moneyline Eagles, a minus 280, and the Colts, plus 240. All right, Rondé, you're up. Who do you like to win in this one? So look, I thought that this
2: Eagles team was vulnerable many weeks ago, and they've kind of held off the, the, uh, the, uh, the Dolphins popping their champagne for a bunch of weeks. So this was eventually going to happen, I thought. I did not, however, think it was going to happen with the Washington Commanders. But I went back and watched this game just because I had to see. They got thoroughly outplayed. You can talk about the fluky penalties and whatnot that happened at the end of the, last, at the, end of the game last week. Get this. 47 plays on offense for the Eagles. 81 for the commanders. Time possession was like something like 40 to 20. Like, you can talk about Watkins having that deep 50-yard play at the end of the game that was going to get them the victory and then fumbling and like, oh, my God, that's that's why we lost. No, the reality is Taylor Heineke outplayed Jalen Hurts with a he's pretty good calling. game plan. Scott, you got to give Scott Turner some credit, man. What he did with that Washington offense really kind of exposed a little bit of the weakness of the the Eagles, which is their run defense. It's been that way the entire week. And guess what? You have a guy in the Colts who's coming off his only a second 100-yard game of the season. And Jonathan Taylor, by the way, he's good. The number one pick in everybody's fantasy draft. Maybe you, should hand the ball, maybe you should hand the ball off to him a little bit more and stuff put so much pressure on your quarterback Colts. Maybe Jeff Saturday is like the greatest coach in history. <laughs> oh, or Justin Easy. Daniels is the worst. Uh, I don't know. Either way. But it's this is this is an interesting game just because of what the Colts could be.
3: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we'll see. Look, at the end of the day, Jeff Saturday just kept it simple. And when you keep it simple against a bad team like the Las Vegas Raiders, you're going to win those games. Now, for those who want Josh McDaniels fired, it's not happening because the Raiders are a cash-poor organization, and they cannot absorb another contract of a head coach that they no longer want. So they just got to hold it around in the coming years. Uh, With that being said, the Philadelphia Eagles, look, they were due for a bad day. And you got to give credit here to the Washington Commanders, as Rondé said. They had drives of 13 and, and, and 8 and 12 and 16. They were consistently able to move and run the ball. It's because they have a good offensive line and Brian Robinson Jr., the running back out of Alabama, who somehow is still is playing despite getting shot in the kneecap uh, before the season started, took, imposed their will on the Eagles. Now, maybe the Eagles look past them. Who knows? But I think it's, a, it's an opening... Uh, an eye-opener for the Eagles, and it regalvanizes them. So when I look at this line that started at 10 and probably should still be there and now falls back to 6, I, I still have to look at the Eagles as a team that can score points and will score points, and I don't think that the Indianapolis Colts, despite the feel-good of Matt Ryan coming back and Jeff Saturday brought them to a victory uh, against the against the Raiders, uh, that they are going to handle this game pretty confidently and comfortably uh, despite being less than a touchdown favorite.
1: All right. So Tiki's going uh, with the Eagles on the road. Rondé, what do you think? Uh, you tease it a little bit that the Colts uh, can run the ball with Taylor. Uh, will they be able to do what the commanders did and keep that Eagles off the uh, offense off the field? Who do you like?
2: Here's what I think is interesting. Uh, just Saturday appointed Parks Fraser the offensive coordinator. He is a pass game specialist, and they rushed for 200 total yards. What does that tell you about their belief system in the offense that they were running prior to this week? They think the head coach and the offensive coordinator, who both are fired now, were doing the wrong thing, and they went out and won. I I can't get out of my head that I thought that the Colts were going to be a good team at the beginning of this year. And I know it hurts that they don't have – that they don't have Darius Leonard. He's out for the season. Middle linebacker is a great player. He's out for the season. But there's something about change for change sakes that sometimes can galvanize people. And like I said, Jonathan Taylor is pretty damn good. And Matt Ryan was pretty damn good in a preseason. I don't know what happened to him when the regular season started, but he was good. He had a 39-yard run last week, Tiki. Did you not see that? This rushing offense <laughs> is happening, bro. So that being said, coming off a six-sack week, and an immobile Matt Ryan, I, unless Jeff Saturday is going to go play offensive line, I still think the Colts are going to lose to the Eagles. And this line is probably right. Uh, I mean, you could talk about what advances they made against a bad team, but the reality is they're not good enough to beat the Eagles. Eagles are the best team in the NFC, and they're going to prove it again this week.
1: All right. So the Barber brothers are looking at the Eagles to bounce back this week. You know, for me, guys, you know, I think a big key is, and we were talking about it before we started the show just the pressure of that first loss, taking that pressure of the undefeated season away, and just going back to playing football is what these guys need to do. There was so much in the locker room where there was just a sigh of relief. Everyone was just like, now we just got to concentrate and get back to doing what we do best. On paper, to me, the Eagles have way too much firepower on both sides of the ball. Uh, Yeah, a little concerning the way the commanders ran the ball against that defense, gaining 154 yards on the ground. Uh, That could be a red flag, especially with Jonathan Taylor. But I just think you look at both sides. I think the defense for the Eagles, they're going to bring it. They're going to send everybody at Matt Ryan. If it's him again, I do not see him tearing off another 39-yard run. (laughs) I think maybe he'll be lucky if he gets a three-yard run. Uh, I'm with you. I'm going to go with the Eagles. Uh, I think they cover as well.
2: One last point, Ron, is that the Eagles, the least turnover-prone team in the league, had four giveaways last week. They lead their number one in the league, fewest giveaways, number one in the league with most takeaways. Like C.J. Gardner's had pick in five straight games. That's why the Eagles win this game. Matt Ryan didn't have a turnover last week. I bet you he has one this week.
1: Yeah, that's a safe bet. Think of what he was doing at the beginning of the season, uh, most fumbles and most interceptions early on in this NFL year. Sign up today at Superbook.com. They're still offering some great sign-up bonuses, promotions. Make sure you download the app and get in on all the sports going on right now college football nfl nhl nba and yes the world cup is coming up and make sure you are following us on all social media platforms at superbook sports our third game probably the marquee matchup of the week as the dallas cowboys continue their tour the nfc north Travel to Minnesota to face the Vikings. Cowboys fell to six and three following that defeat in Green Bay last week, and the Vikings improved to an impressive eight and one after upsetting the Bills in Buffalo, winning their seven straight game, guys, with all seven decided by one score, which is tied for the most consecutive one score wins in NFL history. Pretty crazy there. Dallas suffering a rare loss on the road. They're now 6-3 and three against the spread, while Minnesota comes in with a 4-4-1 four, four, mark against the spread. Dallas has beat Minnesota four times over the past five games. Superbook.com opening odds. Dallas opened as a minus 1.5-point favorite, total 47 points. Dallas now sitting as a one-point road favorite, and the total 47.5 half. Money line Dallas minus 120, and the comeback on Minnesota is plus 100. All right, Tiki, big matchup in the NFC. Who do you like in this?
3: Yeah, this is really a pick'em at one, and it's kind of who's the better team. And it's interesting because they match up so interesting, uh, interestingly. You're not necessarily. Uh, enamored with either quarterback in this game, mainly because of how Dak Prescott has played and how he played, particularly last week. Those couple of interceptions were just—they were horrendously thrown and thought out. Uh, even though one of them probably uh, was on his wide re- right, uh, wide receiver, C.D. Lamb, and for Kirk Cousins. Look, we know who Kirk Cousins is. The same guy we've seen when he was in Washington. He's good. He's not great, but he relies on great players around him to do the great things that he that he, that he he does. And this is going to be a game that features their running backs, Dalvin Cook from Minnesota and Tony Pollard and Zeke Elliott, if he does play. He didn't play last week uh, for the Dallas Cowboys. So who makes the mistake? That's what it's going to come down to. And watching how this season has played out for both of these teams, Dallas with Dak has been a little bit more... Uh, um, mistake prone than the Minnesota Vikings. The Vikings are a lot like the Giants. Obviously, the talent is better, but they play one possession games. They suck the air out of the ball. They force you to make a mistake and if you do, they capitalize on it. And uh, a team like Minnesota is a team that you can trust week in and week out. Dallas, however, is not a team that I would trust week in and week out. Sometimes they're going to look amazing. Other times they're going to look very pedestrian and that's what you got to guard against this week. I've since it's a pick I'd take Minnesota, essentially, you know, getting the one point uh, against the Dallas Cowboys.
2: You talk about Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins is just good enough, right? He's helped by a pretty decent defense that True. doesn't have great great uh, uh, stats or whatever. They're 29th in total defense, but they have good players. And they, and they have what you need in the NFL when, you, when you're playing average on defense. Takeaways—they're second in the league in takeaways. It matters. Their plus eight differential matters. You, how do you win games against teams you're not supposed to beat? Take the ball away. It just—that's what they've done all year long. They're smart. They uh, at, at, at coordinator. They have a smart quarterback. They understand that they can run the ball when they need to. Dalvin Cook's the eighth leading rusher in the NFL. I, I like Minnesota just because of they their ability to find ways to win. Look, you're down seventeen last week. To a good team, you shouldn't win. You should not win that game. But they forced three turnovers out of Josh Allen and won a game they shouldn't have won. They just they keep showing that medal week in and week out. Five times this year, they've been down by more than more than uh, uh, with down, down with two and a half minutes left to play in in five games this year. They've won them yeah. all. It tells you something about how they know how to finish football games. And the Cowboys look. Was it a lapse? Yes. But just like some other teams that we've talked about in this show. They have a an Achilles heel. They cannot stop the run, dude. The one team, the Green Bay was down last week to Dallas and kept running the football. Chicago was down to Dallas, kept running the football. Like, you, you, no panic. All we got to do is run the football because all they want to do is let their pass rush eat when you get in predictable passing situations and you can't stop them. So you know what we're going to do? We're just going to keep running the football. You know what Minnesota can do? They can keep running the football. So this is gonna be one of those games that's gonna see who flinches first. And I I I love Dallas because of what they've been able to do with Cooper Rush at the quarterback and now Dax Brack and they got all this talent, et cetera, et cetera. But they have to fix their problems and they have to fix them quick because teams have figured out how to beat them. And it's happened too often recently where they've been in close games where they shouldn't have been. And I, I think the Vikings are smart enough to know how to take advantage of that.
1: Well, this is a boring week. I was hoping that I could uh, make a little comeback here against you guys, but uh, <laughs> I think it's another clean sweep. I mean, we know how this is going to go for the Vikings because it's gone this way in every game. They'll take a lead, they'll blow it late, and then they'll stage an epic comeback to make <laughs> and, and make the win. It's unbelievable what they've been doing. Uh, meanwhile, the Cowboys, as you mentioned, Rondé, blew a 14-point fourth-quarter lead in Green Bay, and now they have to hit the road again. Um, You know, can anyone stop Justin Jefferson right now? I don't believe they can. Um, I'm still trying to do the math on how he actually caught that ball against Buffalo. Uh, Dallas had some major blown coverages in in the secondary last week. That's not a good thing. When you're facing Jefferson, who will be moving on up again this week, it's the Cowboys, if they come and try to stop him... That opens up the run game for Dalvin Cook. And as you mentioned, Rondé, Dallas is struggling to stop that run, uh, giving up the fourth most rushing yards in the league per game. I think that issue continues. I like to have – I think Cook has a huge day. Give me the Vikings, and maybe next week everyone will give them the uh, respect that they deserve. So we all take Minnesota. We're all going with Philly. And we all took Green Bay. Boring. This this can't go wrong, right? (laughs) (laughs) What could go wrong? Look at my picks the last couple weeks. I'll show you what could go wrong. (laughs) Uh, Well, you know what, guys? Betting with the Barbers covers all football, including the beautiful game, as we Americans call soccer, as the World Cup kicks off this week. The 2022 FIFA World Cup 32-team tournament, guys, begins on November 20th, runs through uh, the final on December 18th. Superbook right now is offering a variety of wagers, uh, including group odds, uh, World Cup champion odds, props to advance. You name it, Superbook's got it. So let's talk some football. Uh, United States, guys, first game is against Wales on Monday, November 21st. Uh, They'll follow up that matchup with a must-see Black Friday match against England on November 25th and then battle Iran on November 29th. Gosh, it almost sounds like I know what I'm talking about. Uh, So (laughs) those are the United States matchups in Group B. That brings us to our first World Cup wager. Here it is. Will the U.S. make it out of Group B? and advance to the round of 16. Pete, you want to go first? Or want me to go first?
3: It's an interesting question because the United States is set up for World Cup 2026, which is in the United States and Mexico and Canada. They have the youngest squad in all of World Cup. The average age is 25 years old and their captain, Christian Pulisic, who Rondé just mentioned before, is only 24 years old. They lack a defensive uh, uh, a, they, they lack on defense they have uh, not really many goal scorers, strikers that is and center back is an issue midfield might be their best spot but how teams factor in midfields and, and non-club competition is really interesting and compelling so um, England's in their group and they're one of the favorites along with right. Brazil and the trad- France the traditional ones that you would talk about um, and Wales hasn't been in the World Cup in 64 years. And their Whoa. star is a guy named Gareth Bale, who is a stud. He just won LFC. He just won the MLS championship with LAFC. He's big. He's aggressive. And if he gets his head on the ball in the, in the, in the box, you know it's going in the back of the net. So Wales, don't overlook them. Iran, they're bad, but they're here for a reason. They can beat you. Uh, so the question <laughs> is, do they, yes, they can beat you quietly. And you'll be like, what, we just lost? Um, I think I, I, I'm betting that the United States gets out of Group B, but it's not going to be easy.
2: I look at this group USA Tiki just said it they're young, they're meant to play with speed. they have a great midfield. It's not by any imagination uh, anything that's that doesn't compare to every other midfield in Europe. Polisic, Weston McKinney, Musa, those guys can can play and they play for big clubs. The question whether USA will get out of this group is whether or not they beat Wales in this first game. Gareth Bale is old. He can, he's a stud, but he's old. They don't have much in terms of other talent. James on the left wing is a good player, but they have to beat Wales. I think they'll give Iran a good game and beat them. I don't see them beating England. So if they don't win this first game, they have no chance of getting out of this group.
1: Man, must-see first match for the U.S. Current odds from Superbook.com has the U.S. at minus 105 odds to advance. And if you don't think they move on, those odds are sitting at minus 115. I was looking at the futures, 100 to 1 odds, guys, for the U.S. uh, team to um, actually win this thing. Probably the, the Superbook's biggest liability for sure. But uh, I'm sure I'm sure Jay Cornegay and John Murray uh, at SuperBook would like to see the Americans advance at least to the yeah. next round to generate some more bets in this tournament. All right, there's gonna be there's gonna be a, there's gonna be a lot of emotional betting there, buddy. Just wait, one hundred percent. Come on, go USA! I hear the chance already. All right, we, we believe win. we can win. We believe we can win. <laughs> Well, they got to get that first win. Let's see what happens. Uh, Rondé, you're taking the uh, European world tour here. So uh, in Germany, now Amsterdam. So let's go with that theme. Uh, here's our wager number two. Which European team would advance the furthest in the World Cup? Quickly, the defending champion, um, France, is the European team with the shortest odds. Coming in at seven to one, Spain eight to one, Germany nine to one, and Belgium at 18 to one. I'll put you on the spot. You're on the ground there in Europe, Ronde. Who do you like? 18-1
2: 18 to 1 is a good is a good call for Belgium. Belgium's a good good team. Kevin De Bruyne is on that team. They have a collection of strikers up top. Look, the 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 the, the team that's gonna advance the farthest, I think everybody wants to say it is France, but France is missing their top two players in the midfield. Pogba's out, uh Conte is out. Yes, they have Kylian Mbappe up front. They could play soccer with anybody in the midfield and they have great scores. But for me, I'm gonna be uh I'm going to be a homer to England. England has a good chance. They were a couple of penalty kicks away from winning their last international competition. And I believe if they can get one position short up right back, if they can get that short up uh, in the next couple of weeks with some young players, I think they have the most firepower in terms of goal scoring. I like England in the world. I think that I like them to win, to be honest with you. I think it's hard. hard.
1: Wait for it. Wait for it.
3: Ron, it's hard for me to disagree on that. The only thing that derails England is Garrett Southgate, their manager if he tries to mess around and put guys out of position because he wants the best names on the on the on the pitch they're going to be in trouble because when you look at their roster it is full of names that you all know Raheem Sterling Phil Foden Harry Kane they like all these you know all these guys they've been they play on the in the premier league at the highest level and they're stars on their respective squads but if you start playing guys like Raheem Sterling on and as as a left back as opposed to a a a forward then all of a sudden he's in a compromised position. Yeah, he may help you, but when he's on his back foot, he's screwed. So the only thing that's 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 hurting England is Southgate's decision. He left off probably one of the most exciting players in EPL right, right now. His name is Yvonne Tony. And if you watch EPL, you saw uh, you saw Brentford beat Man City, which maybe was the shock of the season, and it was because of Tony, and he's left off the team. So that just tells you how, many, how much talent England has. So I agree with Rondé. They're the team that should win it, but their manager can screw it up.
1: Interesting. And you thought these two only knew American football. <laughs> Come on. These two are the soccer experts. Great insight, guys. That leads us to our final wager. Who are you picking to win the 2022 World Cup, Superbook odds to win the cup shortest odds Brazil right now at plus three twenty five. Defending champion France is next seven to one. Uh, you have Spain eight to one, Germany and nine to one, and go USA a hundred to one odds. I'm going Tiki first. Who do you like, Bud?
3: Well, I mean, I'm putting I'm putting hundred on a USA just because they got it. My peeps. But you know who I'm actually going with? I'm going with Senegal. They won the AFCON, the African Cup. Now, it's going to depend. It's going to depend on Sadio Mane. If He's fit. He hasn't been fit. He's been banged up. But he is a gamer. He's a baller. He used to play for my squad, Liverpool, in the EPL. He's now in the Bundesliga. Um, And, you know, that dude is a baller. If he's healthy, give me Senegal. There's something about that team. It's the westernmost African country. Uh, they love soccer. It's been developing since the 1960s. Uh, they have really good academies out there. Um, so I'm using them as my sleeper, but I'm betting on the USA.
1: All right. I love it. Rondé, who do you like to win it all? My bet goes
2: to one man who I think, one team who has one man who's playing probably his last World Cup, and that is Argentina. Lionel Messi, he's going out on top. He has not won an international competition ever. He is going to win the World Cup for his country and go out on top. There's some other ones that I, that I could put throw some money on, but might to win it all,
0: Argentina.
1: Okay, I like it. Senegal and Argentina. I mean – as you know, I know nothing about the sport of soccer, <laughs> but I can at least pick someone to win this thing. Uh, I'm going – I mean, Rondé was on the ground there giving them probably motivational speeches. My family heritage is from Stuttgart, Germany. So I'm Ooh. going with Germany to win it all. Not much of a, uh, you know, roll of the dice there. But, uh, you know, after the U.S., of course, because we go, go USA 100 not to 1 odds. Uh, not a bad call there, Ron. Not a bad okay. call. Okay. appreciate that i did a little research guys i did a little research i was ready all right that's going to wrap up the international worldwide edition of betting with the barbers powered by superbook sports as always we appreciate your support so please take a second to like rate and subscribe betting with the barbers is available on spotify and apple music and of course at superbook.com Great show today, guys. Uh, love the the World Cup insight. But before we let you go and kick off, uh, Titans versus Packers on Thursday Night Football. Final words, Tiki?
3: The Giants are about to be 8-2, and two, and Odell Beckham is about to sign. <laughs> Watch out. Oh, oh my real. God.
1: You what if heard, he heard it here Dallas? first. <laughs> what if he goes <laughs> to Dallas? You
2: heard it here first. Oh, my happening? God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my last word is I don't even know who's playing this week I'm in Europe, I'm not paying attention to the NFL but I do have a new favorite in terms of NFL MVP and it is Tua tungo mm-hmm. 972 yards 9 touchdowns the last 3 games no interceptions, this is a dude who I thought couldn't get the ball past 20 yards down the field when I saw him in the preseason and all he has done is make that team the most interesting one in the afc so whoever miami's playing this week i'm all on them
3: yeah and by the way he's beating the nfl by a long way in completions over 20 yards it's over 54 percent not even close not even close
1: <laughs> that is not even close i mean unbelievable odds there uh i like it get to superbook.com and you can make uh, your bets on the mvp ronde don't make the bet on the dolphins this week because they're playing the always tough uh idol team they're all <laughs> <smart. laughs> that's gonna do it for us guys uh for my partners Tiki and ronde barber i'm ron cruck follow us on social media at tiki barber at ronde barber at R Krug, and of course at super Folk sports
0: you've been locked into the betting with a barber's podcast hey. Tiki Barber intercepted, Rondé Barber. Presented by Superbook Sports, featuring former All-Pro NFL stars Tiki and Rondé Barber, and featuring Ron Kruk. Subscribe, rate, follow, and review today, and never miss out on the Barber Twins' weekly betting advice. Tiki Barber takes it all the way, 62 yards. Rondé Barber broke up the play. Rondé Barber breaks it up.